You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, and fantasy sports. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. I am Doug Branson. I uh, cover the team for FanRagSports.com, and I'm joined by my friend, my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend. He's been covering the Hornets since they were the Bobcats for AtTheHive.com. David Walker. What an all-star weekend it was, Doug. I mean, can you recall just as much action and and basketball in in three days? It was was incredible. Let's play some basketball! There was a lot of (laughs) basketball. There was a lot of basketball. There was a lot of sports. There were there was a lot of weirdness too. Oh man, and everything. And we're gonna get into it all. This is our all-star weekend hangover, LA recap show uh, we will get back to Hornets coverage tomorrow but we have to talk about just everything that happened over the weekend um, I feel like I feel like it was a perfect Los Angeles all-star game because mm-hmm. it was just a lot you know wasn't necessarily <laughs> it wasn't necessarily all bad it wasn't right. all great it, it was both of those things uh, simultaneously which I think is very representative of the few times that I've been to Los Angeles and and everything that everyone knows about La La Land. It it really was. It, it was. I don't, where should we start, Doug? I mean, honestly, because I feel like they've got to figure out where to put the celebrity game. I don't know. It, it fit in this weekend, but it's just a weird way to kick things off, and then and then you wrap it up with an all star game. Now, why where, is it? Why is it a weird way to kick things off? It's just a bit anticlimactic, I guess. I mean, it's the very first thing you see, mm-hmm. and it's it's a tough hang. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, it, it, it's kind of like exciting when it, it gets going, but I mean, it, it's a bit of a tough hang. They even tried to put in. We didn't talk about this. Though, they put in the four point shot. They had the four point shot in the celebrity game, which some people I think want to see in the actual All Star game. Well, Chris Weber does just the All Star game. He mentioned it a lot. He mentioned it several times. Yes. Did you have any favorite celebrity game? I did, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not watch it. Uh, yeah, it was not a watch for me. But on. did you have some fav- favorite celebrity game moments or a box score stat that you would like to share before we move on? I'm so glad you asked me that because there is a box score that does exist for the celebrity game. They didn't put it out there, but some sleuth-like reporter was able to catch a screenshot of the box score and uh it's a doozy but let me i mean i i was a little disappointed in bieber i thought he'd have a bit more of an impact in his return um you know for the most part doug it always ends up being the athletes or some people who are you know in a sport who who end up closing the game and, and that was how it was pretty much for for this one although quavo was the MVP and he deserved it from from Migo. So I'm always a fan of when someone who outside of the sporting world wins the MVP. Although I think he did play quarterback in college, uh, but that's my All Star celebrity. There you game. go. Fun Who's fact: that? Quavo yeah. was a was a what high school quarterback? 
I that's believe so. Good. Yeah. All right. Now that's your celebrity game analysis from David Walker. Let's move <laughs> on to the Taco Bell skills challenge. No one ate Taco Bell, unfortunately. I'm telling you, that would make it a lot. Listen, meat sweats would make that skills challenge a lot more interesting. That's all I'm saying. Spencer Dinwiddie won the skills challenge, returning the trophy back to the guards. The best part was that nobody had any idea at the end of that skills challenge how to hold the trophy during the presentation. Did you see this? <laughs> like Spencer Dinwiddie didn't know whether to like hold it up himself or if he needed Taco Bell's CEO, CEO of hot sauce, CEO of, of weird fake meat uh, to hold the trophy with him, if he was supposed to be to the side of the trophy, under the trophy, just had no idea where to put his hands uh, in that in that final picture. Yeah, it's, it's still a new thing. He kept trying. He kept trying to give the trophy away too. Like he didn't want to hold it. And they were like, <laughs> I they were do like, not want to take this back on the plane. They were like, no, you have you want it. You have to keep it and take pictures with it and talk no, this is, while holding. This it. is the prize. This this is what you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, apparently, everyone refuses to at Spencer Dinwiddie on Twitter, and he's calling people out for it. People keep putting like Spencer Dinwiddie and spelling his name out and not adding him on Twitter. Hashtag please mm-hmm. at me. Does someone mm-hmm. please recognize that Spencer Dinwiddie is a millennial who understands social media and is on social media? Really? That thing. So no, no hashtags not good enough. He wants an ad, an ad. Yeah, he wants some. He's one of the few, I think, athletes that actually wants people to to bother him. Most would mm. would prefer to live in social media obscurity. Uh, now, not did, a. Did you watch? Did you watch the skills challenge? Did you, this is where you jumped in on your viewing. I, I yeah, I watched half of it. Yeah, I jumped in okay. halfway through. Not a correctly predicted Spencer Dinwiddie, by the way, his rise to skills challenge stardom. So way to go, Nada. Yeah, way to go, Nada. This one, um, so here's my take on the on the skills challenge, Doug. You tell me what you think. It's is it too quick? Do they need like another lap, or it just or doesn't? Is it just too much. It doesn't work, right? It doesn't fit. Well, it doesn't work because it's not. It's boring. It's still boring. Like it's still, <laughs> they're making them do things that that don't take a lot of skill. Like the why make them dribble the little slalom? Like that to me. Is, no one dribbles like that. <laughs> well, it's point. Yeah, it's pointless. Like I get the pass. The, right. the, the that that does take some skill, and it often trips up a lot of the big guys. But yeah, why no do it? No, exactly. But why would you? Why, why not have three of those? See, here's where they have to introduce these long range shots. If they're not going to do it in the three point contest, they've got to put some of these. Whether it's a half court shot, I guess they try to do that in that old stupid uh, shooting stars challenge, yeah, which they got yeah, rid but, of, right? But they they gotta they gotta put in some long range snipers or something in, in this weekend. I don't think you're gonna do it in the three point contest. This seems like the obvious place to add those, but it's just something is not clicking. I'm surprised we haven't seen more tweaking, but I, I guess it's we're in year three with the big guys versus the small guys. Um, we'll see if they try and change it up. I, I just don't know if there's the if the if there's the uproar there to, to get them to change things up at this point. Oh, so the All Star Weekend got off to a little bit of a rocky start. No, nothing to really talk. That the problem with the, the this is what I have to say about the celebrity game. Sorry to circle back, yeah. but I just thought of no, this. It's free flowing. The problem with the celebrity game, especially in Los Angeles, is that there's no buzz. Like nothing. Something has to happen in the celebrity game that that reaches 
sort of the the wider audience, the blogs, the memes, the the it's got to be on Twitter, Instagram. That's the problem. They they treat the celebrity game like an actual basketball game. Why are we why are we doing that? Why isn't something ridiculous happening in those games to to basically make a headline? It should be Rock and Jock. Remember M- MTV Rock and Jock the, those yeah. games like that's what it should be and they're right. missing some of that. I don't know. I don't know what they're missing. It may be because honestly, look, I don't know everyone that was in this game. I, I do now because I watched it, but I, they've got they've they've got to work on the invites because I'm not sure that everyone tuning in knows who all of these celebrities are. They need to have a ringer. They need to have like one of the the better all stars come in as a ringer because I would love to see, I would love to see Kevin Durant dunk on Win Butler. Like I would love to see LeBron James mm-hmm. just absolutely destroy one of these celebrities. I think that to mm-hmm. me, especially yeah, I mean that to me that would make that would make a headline like LeBron James just throwing down a a thunderous dunk. On on one of these celebrities, I know Kevin Hart doesn't play in it anymore, but that would have oh, been man. that would have been the ultimate. All right, so it gets off to a rocky rocky start, but uh, it ended very very well. I thought that the All Star Weekend. We're going to talk more about that coming up. We've got the three point contest, the dunk contest, the All Star Game, Fergie, whatever the hell she was doing. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. He is obsessed with Kawhi Leonard. He is obsessed he's with obsessed bringing with winning. an all-star to Charlotte. And he's lying. He's not telling the truth. He's lying. He's lying through his teeth. <laughs> you can't believe him. <laughs> Get more Hornets analysis on LockedOnHornets.com. All right, this is Locked On Hornets, our All-Star Weekend Recap Show. I'm Doug Branson, joined by David Walker, and now it's time to talk about the three-point contest. My first question about the three-point contest is the same question that I had during our preview show, which is, why is Klay Thompson still doing this? Like, why is he, this is his fourth three-point shooting contest. He obviously performed well, not well enough to win. Uh, but look, he like th- he got he, you've got it, man. You you figured the three pointer out. Like you, this is why why do you keep doing this? You don't want him in anymore. You're done with him. Uh, it's not that competitor. Like he obviously is a good three point shooter, and so yeah. you know you want to see good three point shooters in the three point shooting contest. So that's right. fine. But I'm just wondering from his perspective, like why are you? Why are you still doing this? Like all said, like Steph Curry said, I, you know, I'm I'm done with the the three point shooting contest, and yeah. so many others have just risen above it. And I'm like Clay, it's cool, man. You don't have to do this. If somebody's making you do this, tell me. Give us a sign. Yeah, it's just wink, the wink of the camera, right? Like <laughs> we can help you. <laughs> All well, right, it's good that he's in there, though. I mean, he is probably the 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 top three point shooter. Or one of them in, in the game. It was cool when he and Steph were in there together, but now you're, I mean, you know, with Steph out, I guess. Right. What does it mean? Play. All right. So, yeah. so what did you think of the three point contest? It's still the, I mean, it's the crown jewel of Saturday night now. I mean, until the dunk contest does something really crazy or, or gets cool, uh, the three point contest, I feel like it's still the best one. It's just, you don't need to explain it. Everyone knows what's going on. There are numbers. There are numbers. There's no judges. There's no interviews. There's no skits. There's no, uh, you know, there's no stories that have to be told before you go out there and, and shoot. The three-point so shooting just, skit. 
Yeah, if they start bringing props in the three-point contest, I'm out. But, uh, you know, it was a good one. And Booker, I think the three-point shot is the NBA now, right? So it makes sense that this would be the the, uh, the big event. I thought that L.A. Nightlife was leading the contest for a while because Ooh. these guys had a tough time getting started, getting it yeah. going. And I was like, oh, my own goodness, this could oh, be the no. worst three-point shooting contest we've seen in years. If uh, if these guys are coming in, they've got a little bit. Their throat's a little bit dry. They're just yeah, not I think ready. Paul George is still tra- still shooting, trying oh, to hit a Pauly, couple. Paulie, Paulie, I'm glad I I went away from that pick. And now ultimately, my pick of Wayne Ellington did not win, but at least he no. had a shot. What was up with Paul? Paul George's whole All Star weekend was weird. They yeah. they they ended up closing with him uh, in in the final minutes of that All Star game. But boy, I just didn't think he he just I don't know if he just was just having a weird weekend. Or, he had a rough go of it. He and Jimmy Butler may have been, you know, may have hit all the parties, not just some of the parties. I'll well, we'll get to this in a minute. I'm not saying Steph Curry hit parties. He doesn't, you know, he, that's not really his persona. That doesn't necessarily right. mean that that's not what he does, but that's not his persona. But I'll say that he just didn't look a hundred percent. Like in his yeah. in his interviews, he just didn't seem to be having as good a time as LeBron James. And I was wondering, with yeah, with Jimmy Butler not feeling well, was there a little bit of of that going on with Steph Curry as well? We'll get to that in a minute. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go back to the three point contest. So, Devin Booker ties a record for makes in a round and really wins a contest, David, that he was born to win. This yeah. felt this felt preordained, and now I kind of feel silly for not selecting him over Wayne Ellington. I know. I mean, it made too much sense. And actually, Clay made a really, really good run at it. How, how close did he get? Like two, two, three points away, uh, 25 points. So he he was a couple of money balls short there. That was a good final, though. Um, but but Booker, yeah, it just makes sense. Although Wayne, who I think I picked as well, um, he who knocked him out? Do you recall? I don't. I don't call it either. Who cares? But it was pretty close. I mean, he, he made a good run of it. So um, I was glad to see Booker do it because it's fun to see guys just get just get torched on fire. Well, and the thing is, it's not head to head anymore, right? I mean, it's just That's, it's, it's high, I don't know it's, why they went away from that. It's highest score. That would be my only critique of the three point shooting contest. Yeah, why not? I guess their their theory is that you want to see the best three point shooters in the final, so that allows the best shooters from that night to be in the final as opposed to some weird like, oh, well, you know, Clay Thompson caught Tobias Harris on a hot streak. Yeah, you could still do it where they shoot at the same time, though, right? You would just say everything is part of the first round. You two guys are shooting now. You know what I mean? So it would obviously speed it up because you'd have two guys shooting at the same time. I think you should have two guys shooting at the same time, but then those two guys get to select one person to throw basketballs at the other person to distract them. Now, see, to me, that would be that adds another element. They have to do it full court. You want to be fair, so they have to they have to hit them full court. But it just adds another element, another distraction. It wouldn't hurt. It's not like it's not right. like trying to beam them, but just trying to throw basketballs in the general vicinity of them in order to distract them from shooting three pointers. And then you'd, you'd occasionally have like one that would uh, ping pong or, or pool ball hit another basketball that was trying to be shot. And then everybody, right. the crowd, the crowd crazy. wouldn't go wild because it was Los Angeles. And apparently they just don't cheer. 
They just maybe we need more mics in the crowd. I don't know what was going on, but the 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 silence in all of these events was deafening. And I know we kind of always complain about this because it is a more corporate crowd. Maybe it's a class Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, it's a class thing. So it's like all these wine and cheese rich folks. They don't cheer. Uh, but it was so we always complain about this, but I thought in this one it was especially like you couldn't hear anything. Yeah, I mean, and we'll talk about that when we get to the Sunday night game. But especially during that, it was it was super calm and super quiet. Maybe that has something to do with L.A. Look, man, that's a big weekend, so maybe the crowd was feeling it too. I mean, maybe everyone. Was We're just going to blame everything on L.A. nightlife. Okay, I mean, it's undefeated. Let's go to the dunk contest, David. I'm just going to give the microphone to you, my friend, because you are our all-star expert, and I know that you have a lot of thoughts on this event because you were texting me about it pretty much the entire time. Well, I just feel like, Doug, uh, well, first of all, I finally have something to not like about Donovan Mitchell. I, I didn't, I did not, <laughs> I don't <agree. laughs> So where do we start? Okay, for one, I thought I just we want to listen, I just want to say, I just want to say from the first moment that I saw Donovan Mitchell bounce a basketball at Louisville, I said, I said to everyone that would listen, I said, listen, Donovan Mitchell is going to win the slam dunk contest his rookie season. Just get ready. Right. I said it. <laughs> um, I just want to put that on on the record. <laughs> I did. We skipped that. over the. We, by the way, we skipped over the the uh, the rising stars uh, game. USA versus the world. You're right. I didn't. I didn't write that down. But Which is fine. Which is fine. Well, uh, all I'll say is this: the the NBA got what they wanted out of that event, which was a few nasty highlights. The the John mm-hmm. Collins dunk, the alley from Donovan, the sort of no look alley from Donovan Mitchell. Yep. That was fantastic. Uh, they got everything they wanted out of that event, but it is really kind of a non event at this point. Yeah. So I brought that up because Donovan Mitchell gave a little preview to basically all of his dunks uh, in that game. I mean, he's got the dunk where he basically throws it up and catches it with one hand. Now, he gave a couple of variations on that, but my issue with the dunk contest, Doug, was in this particular particular instance, and I like all these guys, I think they had too many of the shorter guys. Like, I thought Dennis Smith's dunk was probably the best one of the night. He didn't even make the finals. That's something they have to figure out. I'm not a big fan of the props. Uh, you know, Donovan brought out another basketball goal just to use it to throw off uh, and catch another alley-oop. And look, these are all insanely impressive. I just thought there was lacking a little pop from each one of these guys. Larry Nance Jr. was clearly going to give his dad a nod and do he did a full-blown costume change out there on the floor and, and went and did his dunk. But it's too much of... You know, the nod to, to yesteryear, the, the redo dunks that we've already seen, you're not going to do the Vince Carter dunk better than Vince Carter, okay? That's just not going to happen. You, you shouldn't be winning the contest with a redo dunk. So I thought this year particularly lacked some originality from the participants. Don't even get me started on Oladipo. 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 I don't think he needs to be in any more dunk contests. We don't need any more superhero masks. I know Black Panther is awesome, but I, I, I'm not sure why he put that mask on just to go out there and then miss the dunk, miss the dunk, Doug. He missed the dunk. Well, listen, if that was product placement, then that was unfortunate product placement. <laughs> right. Because if you're listen, if you're going to shill for the movie studio, you have to hit the dunk. 
You gotta hit the dunk. Man. Okay, here's here's the problem with the dunk contest. You want me to tell you? I'm gonna I'm gonna Please. lay it out for you in in lawyerly fashion. All right, it's that it's caught between being a sideshow and being taken seriously. So on the one hand, it is a sideshow. It's a bunch of guys flying high, having fun, dunking a ball through a hoop while DJ Khaled looks on and gives an arbitrary score that just happens to be lower than everyone's score for some reason. Like, uh, you know, DJ Khaled couldn't get on the same page as everyone, apparently. And uh, but it, but the whole thing has a Harlem Globetrotters kind of feel, right? On the other hand, on the other hand, it's an event that is wrapped in NBA history, in legend making, and it's judged numerically. There's a clear winner that goes into some record book, and we do remember players that win the dunk contest. It's also the marquee event of All-Star Saturday Night. So it does ask us somewhat to be taken seriously while at the same time being a sideshow. But judge the problem with that is that judging the dunk contest always seems so arbitrary. And part of that is because they involve people whose only expertise is like, oh, that, that looked cool. Like, so you get lots, that's why you get lots of props, David. That's why you get the creativity because so much of it has to be a show. Like I liked the, the ball going off the second hoop. I thought it was interesting. It was, it was weird that didn't he miss a dunk prior to doing that? Like, or, or was that, no, that was the next set of dunks. That was his first dunk. Yeah. Yeah. So it it was, that was strange, but, um, there's a, there's a lack. This is really the central problem with the dunk contest. There's a lack of understanding about what the degree of difficulty of certain dunks are. Like, like okay, so the Olympics are going on right now, David. Mm-hmm. Take figure skating in the Olympics, for example. So I have no idea what a triple sow cow is or what a quad toe is, but I know that they are very difficult moves, and I know this because the announcers tell me this, and they break down those moves, and they say, well, she did this move this way or he did this move this way and that's why he got more or less of a score and, and I, so I know that the announcers know what a good dunk or what a good triple sow cow looks like and I know that the the judges know uh, what what a good one looks like and that the announcers know but you know when it comes to dunking there is a language so there's windmill there's tomahawk there's double clutch now Larry Nance has a double tap what they look like he messed up, but okay, that's fine. If if you want to call that creativity, that's fine. Um, but no one breaks these down during the contest, and everything moves so quickly. And yeah. I honestly question if the judges, even the judges that know what good dunking is, even Doctor J, I really question if he considers, like when he looks at it, if he considers the mechanics of a tomahawk, like oh, you know that was a good tomahawk versus some other guy that tried to do a tomahawk. So it all, I think, ends up being very arbitrary. And that's where, unless you have two guys like a Levine and Gordon who are just doing things that, like, you don't need a degree in dunking to know that those two guys were putting on a fantastic show. Um, But when you don't have that level of talent, that you do have to get into sort of the micro – you know, look about like what is a good dunk and what is not a good dunk. And no one, like the commentators don't explain that to us. They just go like, oh man, that was crazy. 
that was cool. And you're like, okay, yeah. but like what? Like what did I just see? That is a great point, dog. I am so surprised that you wove in the Winter Olympics to this because I just had the same thought, especially with the figure skating stuff. I've watched a little bit of it. And they break down like, now watch this toe drag here or watch this flip come down here. Like, you're exactly right. That's what they needed, particularly for this contest, because the dunks were kind of out of the playbook, right? Well, like, they were cops. Some of them were actual copies of dunks. Copies. Like, we yeah. have the footage. We can look. In fact, they they replayed Vince Carter's dunk that right. Donovan Mitchell um, I don't know whether you want to say copied or alluded to with his final dunk, but when I look at those two dunks side by side, David, I think, you know, if somebody really like an expert in dunking broke this down, you, you could say that like Vince Carter's, you know, the way that uh, he he kept his legs together just shows a lot more athleticism and looks better. Oh, but again, yeah, we don't I mean, we don't break it down yeah. that way. And, and then there are people that are that are listening to this right now and going, guys, guys. <laughs> it's a dunk contest. Like you are thinking yeah. way too much about it. And what I would say to you person, listener, I would say, well, that's the whole point is that this, this event is caught between being like, Oh, fun. Cool. Like we're just, we're just having, having some guys over dunking the basketball and, and this event that like wants to have judges and wants to have scores and wants to crown a dunk champion and the dunk ch- and they want, see, the problem is they want people like LeBron James and Kevin Durant and the big stars to come and be part of this event but why would they become part of an it's, arbitrary event where they could where they could lose even if they they are the better dunker? It's not worth it at this point. I can't believe they messed up the judges. I thought that was kind of a no-brainer, but at this point, why are those judges out there? I mean, obviously we know who those people are, but like that that that, that just makes no sense to me. They have no um yeah, that's they don't know what's going on, <laughs> you know. Some of these 50s are not 50s. And let me say a lot. One other thing about Donovan Mitchell and the Vince Carter dog. This thing, this is the new thing, right? You, you wear the jersey, you pull off, you put on the entire uniform. He did it earlier in the night as an homage to, to Daryl Griffith, I believe. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all the Louisville fans who were not watching the dunk contest. They were watching Louisville play. So probably four people got that reference. Dr. Duncan um, Stein. Right. The Vince Carter jersey wasn't the Vince Carter jersey that he wore. Now, no one probably cares about that, but he didn't wear the original one, which I know you're a big fan of, Doug, with, with the Raptor, you know, the Jurassic Park jersey. Love he didn't this. wear that one. He didn't wear that jersey. He wore he wore the updated Raptors jersey. So weird choice. another little thing. Weird choice for me. Um, well, the the problem that I had with it is is on a narrative level, not really a mm, – mm, well, mm. the problem, I think, is that you've got yeah. this event where you're featuring Dennis Smith Jr., future future star – Donovan, best under the night, right? Best under, best the, under night. the night, absolutely. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell, future star. Yep. And you're doing all of these homages. Like, create your own right. That's what I'm saying. legacy. Yeah. Like, create your but, own story. Why are you, but, why are you yeah. like, why are you depending on nostalgia? And I think, again, I'm going to say this. This is a larger thing, David. Like, we're, I think uh, we've, we've grown up now, and especially these guys who are younger than us have grown up with social media. And Facebook and and Twitter, which ask you all the time 
to to think back and to look sure. back and to put pictures up and to remember everything and to document everything. And I think nostalgia is such a part of all of our lives now. Like we we must reboot. We must reboot Vince Carter's 2000 dunk performance. Like Vince Carter wasn't thinking about Michael Jordan when when he when he did his dunks. He was creating <laughs> his own made legacy. those up on the spot. He made those up as he was literally running up to the basket which not everyone can do and not everyone can do what Vince does so again I mean that's a reason you don't want to com- put yourself up there to, to be compared with them and let me just say like Donovan Mitchell did a pretty damn good job of recreating that Vince Carter dunk he's what at least three inches shorter um it was impressive I just yeah I'm I'm, I'm just I'm done with the, the the throwback and the homage to to yesteryear like give me something new give me something fresh um I will say this for Mitchell he won the contest, in my opinion, because he had just a bit more flair, a bit more showmanship than did Larry Nance Jr. Like he sold it. He, he brought out the Vince Carter jersey. He did the it's over sign. He did the Usain Bolt. That's right. To the, I mean, he, he sold it well. So, I mean, on that front, he, he definitely earned it. He brought the swagger. He brought a showmanship that, again, I'm just watching Donovan Mitchell and going, yeah, he's a star. Like he's yeah. going to be. Like definitively, unless injuries, unless he has kind of a Brandon Roy trajectory, and and hopefully that's not the case because he's he's just such a, a fantastic watch. Like we I need to, yeah. yeah. Sorry, we need to ask Nada because I believe. Did you pick Donovan Mitchell too? Who did you pick? I picked Donovan Mitchell. I picked Donovan Mitchell because I said it okay. was inevitable that Hornets fans were going yeah. to have to watch <laughs> exactly. Donovan Mitchell, and I didn't think about Devin Booker, but that I was a sort either. of a. That was sort of a double draft whammy for all of those people that wanted the the Hornets to pick up Devin Booker. So, but yeah. Nada said he had some inside information or something, and he yeah, did maybe, not pick Donovan Mitchell. So I'm I'm curious if if, if Donovan he, was not excited picked, for it or something. He well, picked Larry Nance. Well, I think the inside information was the dad. He probably knew about the dad thing. Oh, that well, and he probably see that coming from a mile away. Well, yeah, and he probably knew that Lan, or you know that Larry Nance had some fan. Listen, I thought honestly, if you want to say like second best dunk, I thought the Nance dunk that he did from under the rim when he came under the rim and got up real high and did the little sort of scissor kick. I thought that was mm-hmm. to me that was the second best, and I'd put Donovan's one of Donovan's dunk, maybe the dunk that he did off of the two backboards. Uh, I thought maybe that was third, but his final dunk wasn't wasn't anything to to write home about. Okay, we've uh, we're wrapping things up. We've got to talk about the you know the All Star Game, the actual sure. main event uh, that's coming sure. up in just a second. Stick with us, Locked On Hornets. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. Frank's off Twitter or whatever, and and Nick Batista he's playing well. Every okay, that's it. Ban everybody off Twitter. Everybody, everybody on social media. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Let's play some basketball. Let's do it. Let's talk oh about. My God. Let's do that. Let's talk about some basketball, the actual all star game. Uh, first, though, we have to mention the introductions, David. Whew. I tuned, in. I I tuned in way too early to this broadcast, and I knew it. I knew it when I saw Jamie Foxx in a cowboy outfit, and I saw Rob Riggle, and I knew that, you know, I knew I was going to see Kevin Hart. But I was like, oh, I, <laughs> yeah. I should not have joined at 8 o'clock. I knew better. I should have joined at 8.30. This was a mistake. You still would have been early, I think. 
uh a lot of stuff man uh, you think this is just the uh, the la laification of this thing well, this because was that listen this, like is this is the kevin hart's coronation well that this is the culmination of the freedoms that kevin hart has been given it, this uh, is amazing honestly i mean for one guy for one stand-up guy to to basically i don't know have the nba belt i mean it's isn't this amazing like to go from the celebrity game to he kind of dominated certainly dominated that game or the pregame He's around all weekend, like he's showing up on NBA, uh, on TNT. Like it, it's pretty amazing to see this. He, the amazing thing to me is that during the introductions, if you didn't watch this, he introduced all the players by roasting them all. He roasted every single one of the players. He had like a one-liner for each guy that came <laughs> out. Like, how did that get approved? Uh, they they wouldn't even televise the All Star Draft. Because Steph Curry was worried about the players' egos and, and, you know, who would get selected last, you know, all of that controversy. They wanted to do it behind closed doors for one now year. Now they want to do it. Yeah. yeah, now they want to televise it. But how – so on, on a year that that happened, you've got Kevin Hart basically putting all of these players on blast, which let me just say this, David. I'm fine with not taking any of this seriously. Honestly, even though we had that whole conversation about the dunk contest, so I'm, I'm being a little hypocritical, but I'm just saying that's a problem with the dunk contest. But what I'm saying is, like, this is sports. Sports are silly. Sports are dumb. Sports are a diversion, and we don't have to be the NFL and take them so seriously. So I'm fine. Like, I think Brent Barry tweeted something about, like, you know, this is this is the player's big day, and... Uh, you know, we should respect them and respect the the honor that they have they have received from the I'm like, forget that. Like, no, listen, this is entertainment. They make a lot of money. They'll be fine. If if you want to, like, make some jokes around them, that's cool. As long as it stays kind of light and fun, that's fine. But let's just be consistent. That's all I'm saying. Let's call it both ways. If this is all entertainment, if this is all fun, then just show us the all star draft. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. That, well, next year that's going to be the clamor for it, and a lot of um, a lot of there's a lot of movement around having to do it like that night, like pick literally picking sides before the game. I think that would be that'd be an interesting twist. But this definitely going to be on TV in some form or fashion next year. And I think the the other pro the only problem that I had, so I didn't have a problem with Kevin Hart telling jokes. Right. I it's had a does. problem with the jokes. They just. Mm-hmm weren't funny like they were just sort of the the lowest common denominator like oh huh no one can spell that Giannis guy's last name kid's tough it's hard to spell his last name uh, Al Horford's married to a hottie oh boy <laughs> he got him Del Curry got a shout out though De- well that's the Kimba I think was the only player that wasn't roasted he actually was. They mentioned that he broke the record. Broke a record, and then didn't really roast Del Curry either. Just it was that's a that's one that was like they had to they had to tell Kevin Hart who Ke- Kimba Walker was. Like oh well, Kimba <laughs> he did this. Like PR had to like give him a little note on on who Kimba Walker is and what he's done. I was like okay, that's fine. Um, and he forgot. Like Kevin Hart immediately forgot who Kimba Walker uh, is. You know after he left the stage. Uh, so, but overall, the introductions were like they were less cool than than ten simultaneous skills challenges. Like that's the problem. It's not that it wasn't. They just it's just tried too hard, you know. It's, and which oh. m- might be perfect, Los Angeles. But uh, hopefully, they learned yeah. some lessons 
going into going into Charlotte. It took too long, and it was really uncool. Going from LA to Charlotte, I mean, it, compare it's it to, be fascinating to see how 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 downsized it is. If you want to know what I mean by uncool, just compare it to the halftime show. The halftime show was awesome. It felt it felt energetic. It felt youthful. It moved along. It was it was flashy. Was it more organic, like it felt like it yeah. fit, or it wasn't forced. It was flashy. It was cool. You had uh, Nerd. You had uh, you know you had Pharrell. You had it was, it was it was all good. You had Migos. It was good. It was fine. Um, so all right. So one more thing, and then we're gonna get to the basketball. Fergie. Uh, did the anthem, oh boy. Uh, real sexy like, like she was Phoebe with uh, in the Friends episode where she has the sexy voice from a cold. That was mm-hmm. what Fergie was trying to do there. Uh, she got laughed at. I think it's the first time that in any anthem I've ever seen anyone get laughed at. Uh, oh my gosh, what a disaster! It was uh, it was an interesting choice. Yeah, she went with the Marilyn Monroe version and tried to put her own spin on it. It was and, like uh, a Marilyn Monroe impersonation. It was right, just right. Weird. And was it worse than Carl Lewis, the famous Carl Lewis anthem? Oh, man. Well, that's a classic in its own right. Um, I think Carl Lewis. Clearly, no. I mean, she was on tune. I mean, she was singing. Thank you. Thank you. Because there were people that were saying, well, this was this was more of a disaster than Carl Lewis. I'm like, look, man, no one. Everyone was sort of laughing with Carl Lewis. So you could maybe make that argument. The people were laughing with Carl Lewis. They were laughing at Fergie. So that may have made Fergie's a little worse. But yes, you're right. I think ultimately Fergie was on tune. Carl Lewis was not. Fergie still Fergie still wins. And, you know, that that see, that's the kind of thing we need in the celebrity game. Those are the kind of moments. You need it to be weird and and make some headlines. Like people are right. going people are we're talking about Fergie. People are going to be talking about Fergie today. That's what the All-Star game needs. It needs to be weird. In, in that way. All right, so let's talk about the actual All-Star game. Of course, David, the story is that the teams were playing with more effort, more defense after last season where they scored, I think, 255 points each. Yep. And and everybody was kind of weird about, like, should we even do this anymore? Do the players care? <laughs> so you had LeBron James and, and Steph pick the teams, and then uh, they both talked to their teams before the game and said, hey, guys, we got to go out there and be more competitive, play more defense. How did it translate to you on the court? So that's the biggest thing to me. Like they can talk about the selection process of the teams and mixing that up, but these guys were clearly irked by the fact that people were talking about they didn't care and that the game was not competitive last year. And there was there were just wasn't any trying. Like forget defense. Like there was no trying and there was no effort. There was no competitiveness mm-hmm. last year. I mean, that's what I think affected the game. They mixed it up. You know, they jazzed up the selection process and the teams. But, you know, that wasn't going to make a big difference if these guys still didn't care. And they clearly wanted to go out there and show people that they could still play a competitive game. You know, pickup basketball was referenced a lot during this game by the announcers, just saying, like, this is how you would play. Anytime you play a game of basketball, you don't just want the other guy to score or you want to go back at the other guy if he scores on you. That wasn't happening last year. And it certainly did happen more uh, yesterday. I'm curious to know your thoughts, though, Doug, because defense is is the theme of the night but i would i would say that there was some poor offense and and bad shooting only to start off with as well i'm not sure and, defense had everything to do with that and it's defense in quotes right because really what this yeah. is were guys getting back in transition and not again allowing like 17 alley oops because mm-hmm. that was a problem last season too is that it's like 
these guys can all do amazing things. And when they do them, we ooh and we ah and we want to watch it again. But when they do like 47 awesome things, by the end of it, you're going like, what is this? What am I watching? This doesn't, this is stupid. Like I'm bored now. And, and so that was the cool thing about them trying a little harder is that it made the LeBron James, uh, like 280, uh, you know, reverse slam dunk that he got from mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook exciting. It made the alley that Kimba threw to him exciting. You know, when they, when Giannis would, would uh, throw down a monster putback, like those things automatically became more interesting because they weren't surrounded by 49 other things that were just like that. And you knew that they were earning them in a certain way. So yes, there were more missed shots. Yes, there were more air balls, but it made the, the super insane athletic things that they did accomplish seem more impressive. And ultimately, David, they could have played more defense and tried harder. But if this thing were were out of reach for one of the teams, if they were down 10 with three to go, then it wouldn't have mattered. So the the important thing is that it was close at the end. It was you had you had a review for some reason. like That was wrong. What? What? Oh, my God. What is what happened? What happened with that? It it wasn't even close. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't what? understand. Has there been? Are we going to get a referee's report uh, this morning? Uh, the last two minute report. Might as well. <laughs> last two minute. Report. If we're if we're pretending like this is an actual game, we might as well. That was just so insane to me. Like, are you serious? You're going to bring review? That should be the death of review, right there. First of all, yeah. Why are you doing review and then you blow it? Like it's done. It, it R.I.P. Review. Kill it. It, it died here in L.A. It never made the trip home. But yeah, I thought, again, I mentioned this earlier in the show, but I thought Steph just looked off in a way like, yes, he was like, what, 4-14 to end the game. He wasn't really a factor late in the game. And I think the other players knew that. That's what I say. Like, I'm wondering if maybe he wasn't feeling well because the ball just wasn't going to him until the very end when it felt obligatory because he was team captain to give him the ball. And then he couldn't make anything happen because who can when you're smothered by Kevin Durant and and LeBron James? Like, you've got... You just got no shot. But ultimately, you had what essentially were the 10 best players in the world facing off and being competitive for the last five or six minutes of this game. And that's everything that the NBA could have wanted. That's everything that fans, I think, could ask for. Like, if anyone walked away from this game complaining about it, I think you, A, don't like professional basketball, and B, are just not a fun person to be around. Because this was this was exciting, this was interesting. Uh, yeah. This this had all of the elements that were missing last year. Yeah, I think this lands somewhere in between. Like they asked the players after the game, Durant said this game was so good, it was so competitive, it's the best one I've been a part of. I don't I, I, I don't know if we're going to go that far. I think it's closer to what Clay Thompson said. He said it was better. At the end, it was one hundred percent. That's what, the game was yeah, probably seventy. Yeah, I went on ESPN seven thirty. I said they're getting closer. Like they're 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 moving towards what whatever an ideal is, um, right. but yeah, you don't want this thing to end ninety four to ninety. Like you no. want, and and that might be impossible with how much talent you have on the floor. But would I have liked to see guys hit some more shots? Yeah, yeah. like they missed a lot of open three pointers too, and that may again again be Los Angeles. We might blame that on the nightlife again. And and that might not yeah. be a problem in Charlotte next season. <laughs> They're going to be so locked in next year. It's going to be unbelievable. We're going to blame hey, we're going to blame bubble for for all of the missed shots. 
Doug, one last complaint because we need to. They got to figure out these jerseys, and if they're going to be the same colors, they got to figure out the scoreboard. The, gra- like, the graphic, the graphic on the screen, on? like once it was a team Steph and team LeBron, and they were both the same color. So like once they left the floor, you if you would just again, I knew because I knew who was right. on what team, but I'm you know I'm studying this stuff like the the average guy you know just walks in and goes wait. Who's who scored what? Like I have no idea what's going on right now. Like they they're just not thinking about these things. They weren't ready. They didn't think this whole thing through. It, it really feels like they forget, they had a. You checklist. know what happened? You know what happened? What's up? The the NBA executives responsible for this, uh, L.A. Nightlife got them too. It oh. got everyone. It got the yeah, mascots. Right. The mascots didn't look as excited. I thought I thought Hugo was pretty hungover. I'll say that. <laughs> well, you know Hugo. It's classic Hugo. Hey, yeah. real quick though. Final Kemba. thoughts. I mean, well, little Hornets Kimba Walker thought the the. I said we weren't going to talk about Hornets. I know, I know, but he played in the game, and to me, all you wanted to see, like if you're really looking to see something from Kimba, is that he felt like he belonged. Certainly felt like he was comfortable out there, and he belonged as part of that crowd. So that was good to see. I mean, I thought he would play, you know, confidently and and had a couple alley oops to LeBron, which is nice. He did have one sent back by Giannis that was actually counted for for a bucket, but like to me, Dragic. Didn't really was nowhere. Yeah, yeah, and and last season, Kemba Walker started the game a little weird, and then ended up being a factor late. In this one, he helped spur the run in the first half that got Team LeBron back into back into the game. He finished with eleven points in this one, and I think again, like you said, David, that's that's fine because the thing yeah. was he was a third alternate selection right. so he, he you know people that were like oh put him back in the game like get him more minutes like they're That's not gonna guy. they're not gonna do that because yeah. he wasn't voted in and he wasn't selected until three players got injured um, so he played four, he played 14 minutes and victor oladipo played 15 there you go you know, and so. and oh, yeah exactly and depot was was it was his first time and this happened to kimba last season too he didn't he didn't get a ton of minutes because you know the the stars, they play the stars. Like they're going to play the best oh, yeah. players the most minutes. That's just, that's how these things work. And, and I think if Kimba, you know, continues to improve and continues on this trajectory, then, then he has a shot uh, to be, but the, the, the team has to play better. You know, the team has to play better so yeah. that he has a shot at being selected as, as a starter or just selected outright. And then, you know, then you'll see him get big minutes. Uh, but I think, just real quick, David, was All-Star Weekend in Los Angeles a success for the NBA? You know, I complained a lot more than I have in years past throughout this whole weekend, Doug. And, you know, I was bitching at you guys uh, during the dunk contest. But looking back on it, it's just, uh, I love it so much. It was, <laughs> it was so much fun. It was so awkward and weird. I think revisiting it, the LA-ness of it all um, was was perfectly placed. It was, it was just weird enough in places and it was just, you know, eyebrow raising enough in certain spots that, that it was fun. And then I think the important thing was the game itself. Cause that's what really people are going to take away from this. The game was more competitive and it was entertaining and it was fun. So I, I think they did a good job. Weird is not boring. Weird mm-hmm. is personality. And, and I think that's what you want. Like embrace the weirdness of it, embrace uh, the things that go wrong because those are the things that people often talk about. And, you know, you would rather be, I think you would rather be talked about for things like Fergie than not talked about at all. So if you're looking towards Charlotte, I think you just hope that it's not boring. 
You hope that oh, yeah. there are some things that are interesting, whether they are bad or good. Just hope that there's something interesting that happens uh, in Charlotte like you had uh, against Los Angeles. And just hope for some better, I think, just better uh, better competitors, I think. Maybe some some flashier. And you you made this point uh, on, on our chat, David, so I want to make sure to get this out there. Like, if there's one thing that both of us want to see in Charlotte, it's LeBron James, Kevin Durant, uh, Russell Westbrook, your your top five stars in the league, like you got to get them, you got to get the their stuff. faces, yeah, you got to get their faces on camera or or be involved in some way before Sunday. Like yeah, I know, they're not even they're, they're not. Remember back in the day, like even if Jordan or people were not in the dunk contest, they were sitting courtside or yeah. you know, there's a shot of Shaq like filming events. Like these yeah. guys aren't even there; they aren't even at the at the at the event. Like gotta they fix need to that. be there. You got to see them before Sunday, right? Unless you're tuning into the practice, which guilty, but like you need to see them at these events. And I know there's doing a lot of stuff and time, you know, they're pulled in a lot of different directions, but they're the face of the league. Like I'm all for putting these younger guys up there, but you need to see the all-stars there before Sunday. Okay. That's our final all-star complaint. That's it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's good that we ended on a complaint. (laughs) Uh, but we do love it. We love All-Star Weekend, and we can't wait for it to be in Charlotte next season. Tomorrow, we're back to talking about the Hornets. We're going to let you know what this team is going to have to do if they want to make their playoff moonshot a reality, because it's a long shot right now. How do they make that a reality? And uh, we'll talk about uh, what they need to develop as well as the weeks go on, what they need to be looking at apart from making the playoffs if that doesn't become a reality then what so we'll be discussing that this week as well their next game thursday night here in charlotte against brooklyn that's it for this edition of locked on hornets here on the locked on podcast network thanks so much for listening follow us on twitter at locked on hornets subscribe to us on itunes stitcher overcast whatever you use to get your podcast just search locked on hornets we're back again tomorrow for david i'm doug go hornets go america let's swarm charlotte